Welcome back everybody to Windows Down with Rachel and Anthony. This is Anthony. I'm Rachel. We did a reverse <laughs> order this time. See what we did there? <laughs> it's Friday when we're recording this. Yeah. It's been, been a, a long week. It's been a long busy week, yeah. Yeah, it has. We want to start a little tradition of starting off these podcasts with a question of the day. We're going to go back and forth on who asks this time versus next time. Last time it was Rachel, so this time it's me. Question of the day is, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Dang, coming in hot. Um, I think I would say slow down. And I think that's something I should, like, tell myself now, too. Is like I'm constantly thinking, like, oh, I can't wait until this happens or I can't wait until I'm this old or like I wish I was here in my life or whatever. And it's like looking back on those days when like, yeah, I mean, I already had Jaden really young, but it's like my responsibilities were way different when I was in like undergrad versus now, yeah. you know? So it's like I wish I sort of like soaked more of that up and like, yeah, just like slowed down and didn't care as much about like whatever I think is going to come next. Just like live in the moment more. Yeah, I get that. What would your answer be? Choose your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hurt yourself to keep other people happy. That's a good answer. And sort of similar to like you, like I kind of was forced to grow up really quick, especially Having gone overseas, um, at, uh, I turned 19 in, in Kandahar. That's Kandahar, Afghanistan, for people that don't know. So, you know, did a whole nine-month deployment, came back, and felt like I needed to keep other people happy, which, looking back, is pretty dumb, because I just fought a war at the age of 19, why was I wanting to make other people happy? So, yeah, I guess choose your own happiness. That would be what I would tell my younger self. Good answer. Thank you. All right, so let's get right into our recap. So last Monday was episode two of The Last Resort. Um, what did you think of this episode before we jump in? Um, well, you know, Big Ed doesn't ever, excuse me, Small Ed doesn't ever cease to prove literally everything I think about him as correct. It's, it's astonishing. It's like, you have to really try to be that much of an icky person. <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible. So yeah, it was, it, it was, it was one of those episodes. <laughs> I actually am starting to like Angela when she's not being batshit crazy and attempting to murder yeah. Mike on live television. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that yeah, when and, we talk about their section a little bit. And man, Asuelu, what are you doing, dog? What are you doing? Yeah. You created this. Yeah. Don't back out now. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into all that. I honestly, I'm like a little bored. I'm, it's, it's less entertaining than I thought it would be. 
but I think there's more kind of like drama coming up, but like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like a little bored. It's like, it's okay to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not like previous like seasons. Yeah. Like to me, one of the best seasons of 90 day was, um, way back when Erica and, and Steph were together. That was a really good season. That was before the 90 days. Um, I was introduced. I forget what season it was. I was introduced to the one with Natalie, Natasha, whatever the hell her name is, <laughs> and um, Michael, Mike. There's a lot of Mikes and Michaels. There are a lot of Mikes in this show. Yeah. Uh, Michael from Nebraska. Yeah. Squeam. Squim. Yeah, from Squim. That was a that was a really good one. I thought that was really entertaining. But anyway, this isn't about that. This is about <laughs> yeah. the last resort. Yeah, uh, I kind of ag- I do agree with that. It is it's dramatic in the sense that there's a lot of drama. Like there's a lot of juicy drama. There's a lot of lot to unpack. Um, but yeah. it is boring. I find myself kind of going on my phone and looking at stuff on Amazon that I can't afford. Yeah, because like there's a lot to unpack. But I don't know if I would necessarily say that there's juicy drama. Well. It ain't my relationship, so it's juicy. True. Okay, well let's just let's just get into it. So when we come back in this episode, we had left off in episode one with the whole thing with Oswalo and Kalani when she admits that not only did she take a hall pass after finding out that he accepted a blowjob from somebody, she didn't simply kiss this person as they had sort of agreed upon. She caught feelings and had sex you know intercourse with this person and um is still talking to him up until the time that this episode is happening so it's funny because um when we jump into this episode they're like asking all the couples what they think about this situation and everybody's just like wow i'm just relieved ed and liz said that they were relieved they aren't the worst couple here Liz said she has hope for them. Um, That's saying a lot. Yeah, Angela is saying to Michael, like, wow, we thought our shit was bad. So, yeah. Can I just say, imagine being their kids in, like, 15 years. I never even thought about that. I literally just thought about that. Like, imagine, imagine you're going to high school and somebody's like, hey, aren't you so-and-so's child didn't your dad give your mom a hall pass what was that like like oof yeah and like that is the downside of like anybody who grows up on tv in these like reality tv spaces i mean everybody says the same thing about like the teen mom kids and like any any show where i mean jesus christ the duggers like all these yeah that's a whole yeah separate thing there too I mean, people say the same thing about the Kardashians. Right, like, right. with Kim's tape, but also all this shit that's been going on with Kanye. It's like, yeah, wonder, when the kids grow up, like, what are they going to think? Like. Yeah. Yeah, everybody is just shocked about this news. And then they go back to Alani, uh, Alani, Kalani and Asuelu. And Asuelu wants to know if Kalani has feelings for this guy that she had been hooking up with. And she says yes. Um... She said that she took the hall pass to see what sex with another man would be like, but ended up having feelings for him. Um, And they're just, like, not agreeing on if it's an issue that she has a connection with him. Like, Asuelu is really 
stuck on that. Um, and he wants to start fresh and have her stop texting him. And she's saying that his words and actions never match when he says he's sorry. So, like I said, he created this. This is a product of his own misdeeds. Yeah. So he's I mean, going to be sleeping in the other room at the end of the night. Yeah, which which he does. <laughs> yeah. I think the conversation ends with her telling him. But yeah, and then he sheepishly just like grabs his stuff and, and he goes. So I didn't really have any new like feelings about the situation at this point. Well, they're both fucked for that. I mean, I'm just under the philosophy of like, if you're going to cheat, just break up with your partner. Like there's no... Right. It's fucked up on all fronts because not only... Are you putting your partner in a shitty situation? But what if the person that you are doing the cheating with doesn't necessarily want to be that person? But you're putting many people in very awkward spots when you do that. And at the end of the day, just don't do it. It's always been my thing. If you don't want to give your partner a hall pass, just don't cheat. Well, it makes you wonder what the guy that Kalani has connected with thinks. Like, does he know she's married? Yeah, this comes across as more of like an open relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like different, intriguing like, to yeah. me. If that's the case, then that's the case. But yeah, if that's not the case, then they really need to figure their shit out. Yeah. Then we go to Molly and Angela hanging out in the pool. Molly says she's not feeling great, but she is happy to be in a pool with Angela. <laughs> she says that she gets Angela. Like she feels like they're kind of like kindred spirits and they just get each other. And it's kind of cute to see. Like I think they actually have a cute friendship. Yeah, they're both from Georgia. Yeah. Which, even Angela. I think she said something like, where has my Georgia sister been like all this time? Which, yeah. Which was, it was actually funny. No, it was. And um. Angela actually is kind of talking some sense into Molly. Like she says that she feels like Molly is coming off hard on Kelly and she just wants everybody to work on their relationships. And this was one of those moments again where I'm like, damn, like Angela actually kind of seems like she would be a good friend. Terrible, terrible wife, girlfriend, whatever. But she does kind of seem like she would be a decent friend. I kind of like being able to like see more of this side of her. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the problem with Angela is that she just tries to take control a little too much. Yeah. You know, you can't just control everything. At the end of the day, just like, you got to submit a little bit. Take control of what? Just everything. I feel like she's trying to just take hold of every situation. And if it doesn't go her way, that's when she throws her tantrums. I see what you're saying. Like, in her perfect world michael wouldn't go out at all if she could have him on facetime all the time i bet she would she wants what mary and brandon have on the other way <laughs> yeah well yeah and i think she wants that for him like she wants to know what he's doing but she also wants to be able to like do her own thing yeah which is extremely hypocritical yeah yeah Moving on to the next part of the episode, um, we got into a challenge. So all the couples meet up with um, the therapists, specialists, whatever you want to call them that are on the show, PD, Jason, and Janie. The doctors, that's what we'll call them, the doctors. PJJ. <laughs> yeah. So this challenge that they're going to be doing is about problem solving and it's about trust and communication. So they have to go through an obstacle course with their partner blindfolded while being guided by their 
partner. Yeah, it's like something you would have seen in middle school gym class. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, and since Angela doesn't have Michael physically there, she gets to pick a partner and she picks Jovi. Which, like, why did she pick Jovi? Probably because he was the youngest. Oh, doesn't she say that? I, I think, think she so. says that, yeah. He's the most athletic one there. Yeah. Which, you know, very, I mean, yeah, very slim pickings. Bar is very low. Yeah. I'm not no, one to talk, no but offense, the bar is low. No offense to, to anybody except yeah. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think Jovi's just lucky that Big Mike wasn't there because he would probably blow everyone out of the water because he's a beast. Yeah. Kalani and Oswalo are one of the first ones to go. Jason, um, one of the doctors, therapists, specialists, whatever you want to call him, he says that their communication wasn't good because Kalani was getting upset and Oswalo was just shutting down. So, like, when he's trying to go through these little obstacles, like, Kalani's just like, no, no, left, right, right, left, no, no, stop, stop. And it's just making Oswalo shut down. Um and so he says that kind of points to issues in control in their relationship. Um, then we have Ed and Liz, and Ed is very clearly cheating. He's not even yeah. listening to Liz's direction and At is, like, all. zooming through the obstacle course. It's, like, so clear that, like, he can see. Yeah, because part of it was like through his his blindfold for sure. Yeah, part of it was like picking up a water balloon and doing something with it. It's like, how did you know where that was on the ground? So and it, how did you place it so perfectly? Exactly. So everybody was saying it defeated the purpose of teamwork altogether. Yep. In a shocking turn of events, Molly and Kelly actually did well. Their communication was really good. Yeah. It, um. Spot on. Perfect. Yeah. Angela and Jovi killed it. Not surprising. Yeah, but honestly. but like interesting. I don't. And I guess one thing we should point out is okay. So in Asuelu and Kalani, Kalani was the one directing Asuelu. Liz was directing Ed or guiding, I should say. Kelly, what? Or no, Molly was guiding Kelly. Nope, other way around. Other way around. Kelly was guiding Molly. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. And then Angela was guiding Jovi. And it, again, I was just like, she's not that bad. Oh, mind you, Jovi was guiding Yara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And too. Jovi guided Yara. They did like, okay. They, I feel like they didn't even talk about how they did. They, they, they did were fine. All, yeah, they were they all right. Fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jovi even says like, it's no surprise that he and angela did the best because they're the only non-couple that's yeah there. which i thought was interesting which is a very good observation on his part it is yeah and it, i feel it like it's sense. true it's yeah, kind it of like sense. like when say you're at like a work event and they make you do team building you're gonna figure out how to get it done and do it nicely versus like if you're with like a person that you're with every single day of your life you're like dude like stop doing that or like oh my god you're so annoying you know what i mean like it's like you're right, right. you are gonna have a different time doing it because you're not trying to upset somebody that you don't really know like that you yeah, know what i mean exactly. and like at the end of the day yeah they're all on a show together but they're co-workers like yep. that's what they are yeah um so yeah so they did really well and actually won the award for best communicators yeah and then they confront ed about yeah. his cheating and he calls kelly a bitch which is probably yeah. about the worst thing you could do considering he's a brooklyn cop yeah yeah, what, like, what the hell? Ed is just like... <sighs> he called a Brooklyn cop a bitch. Yeah. 
after he cheated. What the hell? Which is such a bitch move to cheat. Again, from the law enforcement side of things, that word in particular will get you shot, stabbed, or killed. <laughs> so <sighs> he should definitely watch what he says and who he says it to. He has the audacity of a thousand men in him. A thousand short men, <laughs> mind you. There's definitely a Napoleon <laughs> complex yeah, happening there. Totally. Yeah. He's like, it's funny because he's just like, his dog, his his dog is a chihuahua. I'm almost certain. You know they they bark the loudest. They bark the most. Yeah, small dogs are always the loudest. But when confronted, and when confronted by somebody much larger, I guarantee he's gonna back down. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that in a little bit when we yeah. get to the hot tub scene because it does oh, come boy. up again. Yeah, Ed does not get off scot free for that. Um, all the couples regroup. Um. PD says that that challenge was an example of physical trust, and now they want to talk about emotional trust. Um, so first we go to Molly and Kelly. The doctors say that they had good communication. Um, Molly actually says she wanted to be blindfolded so that Kelly would take the lead and that he was doing the things that she wants, to, wants him to do in their relationship. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was and, a great initiative on her part. Yeah, and I also, I feel like it was a good way to have a concrete thing to, like, point to. Like, remember when you were, like, guiding me during that challenge we did? That's, like, the type of, like, man I'm looking for. Yeah, she knew what she was doing when she did that, and she did it in a really good, productive way, I thought. Yeah. Um. So let me talk about Liz and Ed. Liz says she felt like there was no communication and Ed says that he saw that he doesn't trust Liz and wasn't listening. He had focus and a goal and he was going to do what he had to do to win. So he cheated and Liz Liz feels better by him being honest and she even says she's proud of that. Like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you for admitting that. And I'm like, Okay, but he also just said he doesn't trust you and yeah, that he but... if he has a goal, he's going to do whatever he he will to get it. Like I was just like, "Why?" I I expected that to turn into like a fight and she was like, "I'm so proud of you." And I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Yeah, she at this point, I feel like she's so desperate to hang on to this relationship that she will take small minuscule little victories like that and turn them into such a grandiose thing like like wow you were honest that's that's cool exactly like you're you're the best like exactly like that she's grabbing at straws yeah that just goes to show you where her confidence lies at the moment right yeah and that her standards have become so low i don't think she has standards at this point and i'm I'm not even saying that as an insult i do think she's been beat into the ground so hard that the fact that she will literally kiss the floor that this man walks on and he just takes advantage of her is also just sickening because he knows that he can get away with so much and that he'll find a way to manipulate it to fit his narrative and yeah and she'll just she'll just say yes because her standards are just so destroyed at this point. It's just sad to see. Right. And not to mention, like, if that were you and I doing this challenge, if I was supposed to be guiding you and you just left me in the dust, that would be like a slap in the face to me because it does show that she doesn't trust him at all. It yeah. means that 
she won't ever really get like if if you can't give me the chance to guide you during an obstacle course, what makes you think that you're going to give me chances to take a leading role in this relationship right. when it matters? You know what I mean? Which, by the way, if we did that obstacle course, we would kill it. We absolutely would have killed that. Yeah, for sure. But you know what I mean? Like there's in in everybody's relationship, there's always times where like one person is picking up the slack. Like, you know, it's it's I, I personally feel like it's rare that every single day of your life is like 50-50. And sometimes one person needs to take the charge. Yeah. Wouldn't I you mean, say like Yeah, no, there are days where I'm giving you like the forty to your sixty exactly. and vice versa. Like it's just kind of how it is. Like I don't think there'll ever be a day where somebody is one hundred percent all the time. Right. At least not in this day and age. It's just it's tougher now. I I feel things yeah. are things are a lot harder. So you do require like a good teammate. And I use that term because you know at the end of the day, what you're building with your partner is a is it's a team. Right. This whole thing is a team effort. So yeah, and I just thought this challenge just really showed how Ed doesn't view Liz as like an equal. Well, no, he's an individual. Yeah, like that. That's very, very apparent. Yeah. Then we go to Yara and Jovi. Yara says that she trusts Jovi, but says that he wouldn't have listened as well if he was blindfolded and Yara was guiding him. She says that he doesn't trust her. Um, and she tells him all the time that she doesn't want a baby and he doesn't listen. And I, I do think that that would be true. Like from what we've seen of Yara and Jovi over the years, like Jovi, Jovi wants things to be his way. And I feel like if it were him blindfolded being led by Yara, I think there would have, it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. I think Jovi kind of sees a like foreign damsel in distress cliche that's happening here, but she's very capable. Yeah. Like she really is. Yeah. That's where he's kind of like, she has her own like businesses and stuff. She's much more independent than he gives her credit. For. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I think that's where the trust may come in. He, is more blinded by what he sees versus what is actually true, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Janie asks if it isn't easy for Yara to open up. And then Yara leaves us on this cliffhanger and says that she's been hiding something. And then when we come back, she says she's been taking birth control. So clearly yeah, which she's... came as a surprise to Jovi naturally because he does yeah. want more kids. Yeah. That's and... a pretty big, big thing to be keeping from your partner, but... At the same time, I can understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Jovi thinks that it's something they should have discussed. Um, Kalani says she can do whatever she wants with her body, like coming to Yara's defense. And Yara thinks Jovi would want a baby even if she doesn't. Like she's basically like, if Jovi wants it, he'll he'll do whatever. Like he doesn't really care about her feelings about it. Um, Jovi says that he wishes she had admitted this in a private session and and um dr janie says it's better to be open and get away from the mentality of ask for forgiveness instead of permission um which is a term i love i used to use that in the workplace all the time <laughs> ask for forgiveness instead of permission because if you ask people can i do something oftentimes it's like eh, i probably shouldn't do that but if you go ahead and do it and it ends up being good well, you can imagine that that was like a always like an everyday thing in law enforcement. Yeah. So. So it it kind of seemed like 
the men were on Jovi's side and the women were on Yara's, which like isn't surprising, but all of the women were kind of chiming in and saying like, no, I can understand. I mean, like it was one of those things where I'm like, listen, yes, it should have been a discussion, but I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. It's very easy for a man to say, yeah, I want another baby. Like you got to watch it a little bit (laughs) when you start saying that kind of stuff without cons- like if a woman is saying i don't want to right now i do just feel like you have to respect that like she's the one that's carrying it yeah i mean you know to quote one of the olsen sisters no is a full sentence right so it's not just for that situation it's for any situation like, right we all have a right to say no and we all have a right to say not yet yeah. So, respect that at the end of the day. Consent is key. Right. And I do think, like Dr. Janie was saying in this situation, it is better to just be open about it. Instead of, like, taking birth control in secret, yeah, it probably would have helped their relationship if Yara had been honest about that. But, obviously, she's in a difficult position, so. Yeah. I think, I think things with Jovi are so difficult that she probably couldn't find the strength to to do it which you know nobody blames her for that yeah it it came out which is important you know she could have just kept it to herself this whole time and he could have been wondering for years but eventually she said it and especially in a situation where jovi does control so much of their relationship simply for the fact that like He is the one that's, like, going off to work and she's at home with their daughter. I mean, I know she has, like, her own businesses and stuff, but it's, like, he he's in charge of a lot of their life. And sometimes people will take control of any area of their life that they can. And in this situation, that was her doing that. Yeah, we call that a financial chokehold. Right. Then we move on to Kalani and Asuelu. They say that it showed how their relationship is. Uh, Kalani, in particular, says, like, this is exactly how relationship is. Asuelu doesn't respond well to her raising her voice. Um, and Dr. Janie says that they should work on emotional regulation and that you should still show respect even when you're upset. And I really agree with that. I think that's important. You you agree or you... That's what you said, right? You agree. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... I mean, I tell you all the time, like, I don't care how upset we get with each other. The last thing we're ever going to do is yell at each other. Yeah. And I'll be the first person to say that that has been something that's difficult for me. Like that when I'm upset, I go from zero to 100. Right. And like, you just have to learn. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm not perfect. But you have to learn how to take yourself out of that moment and gain your composure. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. That is for sure. And I think once, like, one thing you and I have always said is, like, we don't, we never, like, call each other names. We never, like, we don't, even if we're, like, arguing, we've never gotten into, like, screaming matches. Yeah. And I feel like when that gets normalized in a relationship, it can be really hard to come back from that. Well, that is a form of abuse. I firmly believe that. 
Well, you know how people like fight. I mean, some people just like yell all the time. Like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not that kind of person. I don't believe in yelling. Um, if you have a point to make, you can make it by talking to me. If you have to yell at me, I'm not going to give you the. I'm not going to give you the power of having said that to me because I'm just not going to listen. Right. So, either speak to me civilized or wait until you're not hot. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, surprisingly, Angelo says that witnessing Kalani and Asuelu's situation has helped her see that she should have compassion for Michael, who cheated virtually. If Kalani can have compassion for Asuelu, Angela needs to have compassion for Michael. So she apologizes to Michael for not seeing that he's trying. And Michael is happy and relieved, and he's surprised that therapy is working so quickly for them. And then Asuelu says that he feels like he's doing this experience by himself since Kalani is still talking to this other guy. And Janie says having a, quote, escape hatch is setting themselves up for failure. So the fact that Kalani is able to, like, go to this guy when things get tough, that's that's never going to help their relationship. So Kalani says, since the door has been opened, it's hard to shut the feelings off. And Janie asks if Kalani can stop talking to the other guy for the retreat. And Kalani offers to block his number. And Asuelu says he's really excited and happy to hear that. And Petey says that that's huge that she's doing that. So Kalani has committed to being fully present to work on their relationship during this retreat. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that hopefully that helps them. I mean, it's a start, right? Yeah, you want to see these couples succeed, except Ed. <laughs> you want to see him succeed. Hopefully that ha- them having that little start right there is exactly what they need to continue to get off the ground. Yeah. It's definitely a starting point, that's for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. The group session is adjourned, and then we fast forward to later in the night. Ed and Liz get into this tiny hot tub. Ed gets in naked. We see a blurred blurred visual of Ed. I didn't need that in my Yeah, life. that is going to be seared into my mind for yeah. years. Then Angela joins. Ed exposes himself to her. Then Angela flashes him. Just a lot a lot of nudity. I guess I, I missed I that part, and I'm kind of glad I did. Want to see, yeah. Um. Then Angela says that Michael is three inches bigger. Yikes. <laughs> then Kelly and Molly join, and Ed does eventually put his his swim trunks back on once he realizes all these people are coming. Um. Ed says that he hopes everything works out with Kelly and and Molly. Mind you, this was like mid, I think Kelly or Molly was like mid-sentence when Ed says that. And Kelly says it's really annoying that Ed interrupts everyone. And he's basically calling him out and like, you know, says like, you called me a a bitch earlier. And he says he wonders if Ed doesn't get enough attention with the way that he interrupts and just says out-of-pocket shit. And then Ed gets defensive and Kelly says he just cuts him off all the time. Angela says that Ed does that to mask his emotions, which, like you said, I feel like goes along with, like, the Napoleon complex. Like, Ed is inserting himself 
to insert himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly says he called him a bitch and says it's the last time he's going to do that. And Ed says he isn't afraid of anybody because he's trained in some random form of martial arts that I'm not a, not aware of. And I can't even tell you what it was called. <laughs> Ed says if he comes at him, he will take him down. And Kelly says he doesn't know what he's talking about. And Angela's trying to get everybody to shut up. Yeah. Angela played Peacekeeper, which was surprising. Like, what is this like a transformation arc for Angela? Twi- Twilight Zone. Absolute Twilight Zone. And honestly, you love to see it because... You do. You do. You really do. She's 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 all right. I think she's a bad partner, but I think she has very good tendencies deep down. I don't love her political views. Yeah, we're not going to get into politics. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest. Who is going to win in a fight, Ed or Kelly? I think Ke- we all know the answer to this. Kelly is a was a Brooklyn cop. Ed put mayonnaise in his hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I yeah. 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 I just don't understand why Ed is so confrontational. I just don't get it. And you know what's funny? Looking back at past seasons, he sure as heck wasn't confrontational with Andre. Yeah. Because I think we all know Andre would rip him apart. Yeah. So he, yeah, I don't know what like makes him think that he's the like alpha in the room in certain situations. I know. Versus versus other situations, it's just like like you really think you could take a former cop? Yeah. I mean, if you can, good for you. But like, do you want to take that chance? Do you? What happens? Like, do you want to get embarrassed in front of your fiance? You literally just took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally about to say, like, what does Liz think when Ed does this stuff? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think Liz thinks Ed can take anybody. I'm not sure why a person is with Ed. But it's definitely not because he can defend your honor. No, it's his movie star good looks. Oh, gosh. So then we jump to previews. So coming up next episode, Kalani is blocking the number of her little side hoe. Asuelu is hopeful. Angela Angela gets in Liz's face and is like screaming. So I guess this fight in the hot tub, the tiny hot tub continues. There were a lot of people in this hot tub. It was very small. Yeah, I mean, it was like the size of a bathtub. I think, I th- yeah, because I think it was just right outside Ed and Liz's room, and I think they were just like, it seemed like something meant for two people. But anyway. Weird. Uh, two people, and there were like eight people in it. Well, um, yeah. Ed and Liz get into another blowout, and she's like walking off. Um, And then Yara. Yeah, he does his usual thing where he's like, yeah, just walk away, just walk away. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Yara is hurt. And I think she's saying by Jovi bringing someone into their bed. It was kind of weird because I felt like the previews for this episode were like the last, the same as the last previews we saw. So that was kind of confusing. I feel like we didn't really see anything new except that Ed and Liz get into another fight. But even that, like that, obviously like the previews from last, 
last episode that was like the series preview like what's gonna happen yeah, in the true. season yeah or the season preview i think what we're seeing now is maybe previews for episode three yeah so i just wonder like did he bring someone into their bed like months ago is he admitting that in the therapy session or is this something that literally happened at the resort because yeah I know, I know there are guests at this resort as well like so i'm just curious oh i see yeah. i hadn't even thought of that yeah i'm just curious like what happens like do they does joby go to a bar and hook up with some chick yeah i don't know i assumed it was like she finds out that at some point he cheated on her or considered cheating on her or something yeah we're in for we're in for a doozy yeah but i mean decent episode it's good to see that they're you know the couples are like working through their stuff already like it is nice to see that like these challenges and discussions they're having are helpful but i still stand by what i said at the beginning i don't know i'm i'm not completely sold yeah it is kind of boring but but it's only episode two so exactly. time will tell things usually tend to pick up around the third or fourth episode so we're about to find out i mean angela gets in in liz's face so yeah there's the angela we all know and love. <laughs> So before we close out, one question I have after watching this episode and seeing the previews of potentially could be cheating on Jovi's part. Yeah. If if you found out that your partner cheated, would it matter to you like when it happened? Like what if you found what if you found out that your partner cheated on you like a year ago? It's still it would still be the same. Yeah. Does it matter if it was a day into our relationship or literally today? Cheating is cheating. It doesn't matter when it happened. Yeah. I firmly, I stand firm with my belief of if you're unhappy or you even feel the need to cheat, just leave the relationship. Go be single. I agree with that. I, the reason I ask is because, I mean, personally, I, I've been cheated on. Yeah, so but it was, but I've it's something I've found out about like very very quickly after it happened. So I'm just like curious like if if it were you and me and I found out like you cheated on me like 2 years ago or something. I don't know what I would do because so much has happened since that time. You know. And it just makes you wonder like mm, Yeah, I mean I would expect you to hold me accountable. Oh, of course. Like I not that I ever would, but if I did, like, there's no reason why I should get away with that. No, and I don't think you should get away with it, but it's it may, it does make you think, like, how would I handle that? I mean, I know how I would handle it. I'd probably, like, go stay somewhere else. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that's, a relationship is such a sacred thing. You can't just, like, defy the sanctity of whatever that relationship is, no matter when it happens. It's just, it's not honorable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. I think it just complicates it a little bit more. Because, I think it does. Because to it's also, at least for me, it's not as cut and dry. Or yeah. It, it, it kind of is. Like, just don't cheat. Yeah. That's there, like yeah. there is no gray area here for me. Just, just don't do it. I don't care if you did it. Literally, like the day we got together, the very first day. I don't care if it was then. I don't care if it was now. Just don't do it. And if you did it we have a lot of work to do right 
Because at least, like, if you find out something that happened recently, you can decide how you're going to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. And you still have to decide how you're going to move forward if you find out someone cheated on you a long time ago. But to me, I guess where my mind goes is like, wow, think about all that could have happened from like that time to now and like you had no idea and like maybe you have a great relationship you know what i mean like it's like well that's yeah sad i mean the way i see it too is like what what happened in the relationship that you now felt the need to reveal that to me two years later right like do you think we're falling off that bad that you all of a sudden had to take this ace out of your back pocket yeah that's the case then I don't want to be with somebody like that because that is a level of being vindictive that I want no part of. Do you think there's eventually a point where you shouldn't even tell your partner that it happened? I think if it happens, I think if you accidentally go fuck somebody else, (laughs) you should probably let that be known as soon as possible. To, To hold it in is a shitty thing. To not tell your partner is a shitty thing. To then tell your partner, however many years later, is a shitty thing. You get the you get where I'm going with that. It's a shitty it's thing, a no shitty matter thing. what. Yeah. Either way, it's a shitty thing. Because say, say it when you say it. Right. But just expect the consequences to not be in your favor. Yeah, like I I feel the reason it made me think of it is just that like they do a. That I feel like that's what they're alluding to yeah, in these previews with Yara thing. and Jovi. And it does seem like it was a past thing. And it seems like from what we've seen in these two episodes that um, the couples are opening up. I, wonder, I mean, I wonder if it was at his bachelor party. Maybe. He, was, he was getting very handsy with some of the strippers. Yeah, but she was at home. Huh, maybe she went somewhere else, but I don't know. But I think, anyway, I, I think she means like metaphorically in our bed. I don't. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. Who knows? But I, I guess, guess it's we'll just see. like, like I feel like the couples are opening up a lot about a lot of stuff, and like it's just like maybe they're just like oh. sharing. I mean, she did go to oh yeah to Europe recently. Yeah, she and she was gone for a long time. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like in his line of work, he's also gone for long periods of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she like specifically said like in our bed so yeah that, true maybe that leaves me to believe that this happened while she was away yeah oh, oh shit well i guess we have to wait and see yeah i guess we will another little announcement we wanted to make is that a new season of the ultimatum on netflix just came out this week we have watched season one of that and we watched the queer edition that was um released earlier this summer and we are happy to say that we will be reviewing this new season on our podcast. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. You can expect more episodes on that and on The Last Resort. And let us know if there's anything else you want us to review. But for now, those will be the shows that we do. And then we want to sprinkle in some one-off episodes here and there about different things. Yeah. So lots to come. And yeah, so thanks so much for listening to this episode of Windows Down. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on social media. Rachel's Real Life. St. Anthony 028. And also don't don't be shy. Come come watch me stream on Twitch. 
Oh, yeah. Anthony at, just started streaming. That's yeah. like a huge announcement. Yeah. So come watch me play Fallout 4 right now on Twitch at My Wife Let's Me Game. Yes, I do. So come hang out. Alrighty. Well, thanks for coming along for the ride. We'll pick you up next week. Bye. See you later. See you later.